Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. Three, two, one. So much drama. Around drama, drama, drama. Episode. Um, so, uh, hopefully, um, astute eagle-eared listeners have noticed something new at the top of our episodes. They say, Carolyn, if you will please. What? High in the sky media. Congratulations. Wait, you're, just, you're just doing lots of drama bomb. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> For those of you who can't see, Brandon has a freaking mischievous grin about a mile long and now he's trying to hide behind it and it's like he loves just like no i'm very happy that you're happy that carolyn is hanging her own shingle and she was gracious enough to to drag me along with her into her new endeavor pie in the sky media kicking and screaming kicking and screaming pretending Um, pretending (laughs) (laughs) and uh i am i am humbled and happy to be a part of it and i just wanted to congratulate you on uh on uh, going your own way. Good for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And uh, here's to uh, success and uh, and interesting work and pride and passion and everything that you do, which you bring to your work. And uh, like I said, I'm happy to be a small part of it. And uh, let's keep it rolling. All right. Yes. Great. So Great. Uh, sadness is how I feel listening to this episode. Sadness okay. from Melinda. Right. Um, like over and over again, just the, 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 the shit that she had to, had to wade through just to have, you know, to have a life. And, um, and I think it speaks to, uh, you mentioned triumph of the human spirit. You mentioned that in, in the episode and, and the strength, uh, of, uh, of her character and, and the, you know, the courage of her convictions. So, um, let's jump right into it. Um, uh, how did you? Uh, how did this this story get on your radar? I actually um, was uh, given this story by, or not given, but told about this story by my literary agent, and she mm. was like, "You have got to hear this woman's story," mm. and she started, you know, telling me a little bit. And these are the type of women that I just. And men too, but we're talking about a woman. So, and especially when you turn, I mean, the, the saying lemons into lemonade doesn't quite do it at all. Yeah. Wait until you hear the entire story. And I had, I was only planning on doing one episode, but, um, it was so compelling. And I really wanted to, I really wanted to tell her story because for me, her beginning story really sets the stage for when you ask that question, why do people do what they do? And it's the negative thing, right? We're talking about serial killers. Like when you look at her story, why people do what you, what, what, why do people do what they do? It's, it's like this, I'm going to do it and get justice and do whatever I can to, there's so many layers to it. So yeah, I mean, I want there to be a full like 10 part limited podcast series about these illegal adoptions. You have a thousand dollars and and shut yeah. your fucking mouth and here's a baby and get the hell out of here. You know, I mean that's whoo. Well, 
Well, well, here's the thing. I didn't even have, and, and with her story is so layered. Her life is so layered that she actually, when she's, she's been on many shows, she's been on like Dateline, she's been on Forensic Files, you know, a lot of different yeah. shows about this case. Um, she, they don't even include the Hicks baby. That's what it's called. So-called Hicks baby adoptions or black market babies. Um, I don't even know if that's the term. I mean, it doesn't sound right. But anyway, illegal adoptions. Um, she, they don't even bring this up because it, the, the other story is so involved that it's kind yeah. of like, so she's lived a life that requires, you know, they can't even include this huge piece, which I'm going to touch a little bit of on it in episode two, because that's where she understood how important DNA was based on her research of trying to find her birth parents and and finding out this uh hicks baby situation with the adoptions gosh and and watching and experiencing the, the abuse that her mother endured right mm-hmm. beaten blind that i mean happens, I that happens to boxers carolyn okay <laughs> you know what i mean that's, that's why i said i couldn't when she was telling me that she was blind i i couldn't believe it like i was like wait a sec i mean i believed it of course but i was trying to i was trying to mentally picture what what would how would that work right and when she said beat a couple of times and then her retinas you know i mean i i mean that's and then to this person didn't even have wasn't even in trouble, didn't have to do anything. She had to live with it. She had to endure it and wait so she could probably afford the surgery and, yeah. you know, blind for two years. I mean. And then what and, was this when she said he never came back after that, when she threatened to, she threatened to kill him? When she was 14. Yep. With the, with the step. Yeah. Step. Now I don't know which partner. Right. Because she had like three or four more stepdads after that. Right. So I don't know. Um, It was the one I wrote this down. Uh, She she said he was this fake religious guy whose biggest fear was fear of exposure within his own congregation. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean, Uh, that track. That, that God, does that track? Of course. She reminded me of one of the first shows I ever produced was with a Navy SEAL. and he would tell these amazing stories, uh, a lot of them going back to the SEAL training, which is, you know, legendary for, for being the most difficult of the armed forces, right, to get through it. Yeah. And he says- I get claustrophobia know, just thinking about that SEAL training, because I've yeah. heard a little about it. It's serious he, training. So the first time he went in, he broke his leg with a week to go and had to start over. Oh, Six my. Months later, comes back. Second time through- with like three days left. I, I can't. Second time through, with like three days left, he gets hit by a boat in rough seas and fractures his skull, has to drop out again. So he has to go through it three times. All right. But he did it. He made and it. And that just shows the dedication of, of people who want. Okay, there's more. There's Ryan, more. This is what he told me. And this has stayed with me ever since. Okay. He said, okay. on the first day of SEAL training, everybody's kind of sizing each other up, right? And in one of his classes, there were these standout, like go fuck yourself athletes, right? Like, like collegiate, like marathon champions and decathletes, you know, who were just running circles around everybody on the long runs and da 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 and all this kind of stuff. Right. And we're like, they're going to, they're going to run away with this. They're going to be, you know, he said, but as soon as it got hard, 
they were the first guys to ring the bell because nothing was ever difficult for them in their lives. Right. He said, and then next to me in line was the short little kind of weird looking, like kind of squatty dude who never made a fucking sound. Okay. But sailed through training. He goes, and I asked him, I said, what it's it's look, it's like you were on vacation. He goes, do you know what I've been through in my life? Do you know how many times I've been bullied or I've been like shit on or smacked around? This is nothing. A guy yells at me and I'm going to be cold for a few days in the water. It's fucking nothing compared to what I've been through. And I was like, holy shit. Like, you don't know what someone can endure based on what, you know, their past has been. Okay. And so when you say, why do people do what they do? Right. Like this type of a fight that Melinda was going through, which may seem like fucking Everest to you and me is like Tuesday for her with stepdad number four. You know what I mean? No, I do. And I'm so glad that you made that comparison. Because I think oftentimes, you know, you people can get labeled as damaged goods because of their history, their past, their shame. They don't want to talk about it. And that's fine. You know, that that a person can choose to tell their story or not. But but these things that happen to us sometimes, you know, it's horrible that it happened. But, you know, you greatness can come from it because of your experience, because you can endure, because you are resilient. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it's a, there's a lesson here and, and I really wanted to tell that story. So that really yeah. makes me really happy that you would compare what, you know, a courageous thing that she did, you know, well, it's, I, sadness. See, I'm not convinced that it's courage, right? I think it's, um, uh, you know, that, that cliche cliches become cliche for a reason, right? Cause they're true. That um that hard times don't build character, they reveal character. Mm-hmm. So it's like like with this guy in the seals, you know what I mean? Like that's he didn't become, he didn't find this wellspring of strength on you know the third day of hell week when he hasn't slept and there's no food and he's got to do a six mile swim in rough seas that in 40 degree water, right? No, he was already that part of him was already forged somewhere little by little over the previous 18 years of his life, you know? So for her, you know, steel sharpened steel, you know what I mean? Like she already was that. And all of these incidents like just made her stronger and stronger. So, um, well, but I, but I'm saying like, I think that it's, it's, I guess the comparison is compelling to me because as women, we often don't get compared to being courageous and having that grit and that fortitude and 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 so with her, not only is she going up against, you know, her childhood and all of that, yeah. you know, her shoulders, but on top of that, the gaslighting, you know, you don't know what you're doing, you know, all this stuff that that women have to endure and yeah. you are like, and that's the courage part for me, because yeah. that is so difficult because you're going up against your own mindset of like, is this, am I out of my lane? Should I not be doing this? Right. Your own learned behavior of what you can accept and what you're, what you're owed, what you deserve. It's like, I have to do this because it's the right thing to do. I'm sorry. I'm getting super passionate because. No, it's okay. It's okay. I I just feel like these stories, even though they're painful to hear it, it, they're really important. And I'm so glad that she's an advocate and, and will help a lot of people. Um, through her work. We've kind of scooped our plot here because No, no, at- it's okay. It's okay. And I and I you know, and I uh 
But look where she took a lot of her cues from, probably. Her mom was a big fan of Chuck Norris. Boom. Done. There you go. Boom. Boom. Walker, Texas Ranger. You know what they say? When Chuck Norris does push-ups, he's not pushing himself up. He's pushing the earth down. You know, I don't know a lot about Chuck Norris. So I'm Excuse like... Excuse me? I'm sorry. Is that wrong? Are you are you a communist? You don't know a lot about Chuck Norris? I know about Chuck Norris, but like I know more about Rambo. I know more about Sylvester. I mean, that's kind of more our generation. I mean, Chuck Norris. Okay, I'm not even judging by the look on your face that I'm totally out of. I will tell you straight up. I'm going to take the wind out of your sails and say, I am sorry I don't know Chuck Norris, but he didn't have that much of an impact on my life. Okay. It's like saying you don't know much about Frank Sinatra, right? That's what it's, it's, it's tantamount. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, what, what? I thought that your zoom had paused because you were so like. No, it, I, I so short circuited in my brain. You don't know a lot about Chuck Norris. I'm sorry. What, what is there to know? Tell us. Karate. <laughs> okay. Every man thinks karate lives within him somewhere. Okay. And that if he needs to, he can draw on some unknown, un, un, unrehearsed skill and beat okay. Chuck Norris okay. and give a flying front kick okay. to the side of the face. We've known each other for over a year now. And this is the first time that you've said that karate is, is part of your, your, your <laughs> fantasy life. life. Parts of part, part of my fantasy life. Okay, well, yes. well, what is your fantasy that all of a sudden you're just like somebody's going to come up to you and you're just going to be like, <laughs> yes, Chuck Norris. yes, yes. Chuck Norris entered the dragon. The man fought Bruce Lee. That's how long he's been around. So he predates Rambo by a generation. Okay. Like he, before Stallone did anything, Chuck Norris did everything. All right. All right. Okay. He yeah. was doing war movies rescuing people he was in some classic world war ii films he was in classic vietnam movies um okay well what was your favorite that he was in maybe i've seen that movie so he did a movie about as a texas ranger before he played walker texas ranger okay oh my yeah. gosh you know his lore we're, yeah with well um he oh my gosh he's done so many all right just Here's what like here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. I'll give you a watch list for Chuck Norris and just educate yourself a little bit. Get past the oh cheese. Get God. past the one-liners. Oh my gosh. Get past educate like myself. Get past the hair vest that he because he's very chest hairy as okay. a man. Okay. okay. Um and uh he's he's an American treasure. And I say that without without exaggeration he really is uh he was like the first real like he was up there like with charles bronson as far as like action stars go but he actually had a skill set and that that he worked on he's like a legit martial artist for like his entire life okay and so uh yes karate dreams by chuck norris we'll be back after a quick break Yeah. I'm just trying to picture you doing some moves. Yeah, picture it. Pick, keep picturing it because it could happen. <laughs> now you're in laughing your at head. me. You're in laughing your at my karate dreams. Fine, go ahead. Okay, so do you have nunchucks? I did when I was young. Okay. Do you do you have the the stars? 
I also had those when I was young. And did you have them like uh, as a centerpiece to your room? No, I didn't have them. I did not have them as a centerpiece in my room. Um, I was only allowed to throw them uh, in the woods, uh, which I did. Uh, but there was no karate dojo in my in my hometown, so I never really like took it like really serious. But I got my mom once when I was like nine to buy me the karate outfit, the the gi. It's called gi? yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And I would put it on and I would like do stuff, <laughs> right? But see, with your personality, I don't know if you could. There's there's a lot of respect in in karate and the master. Hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You think, I feel like you have you rub up against authority. Would that would that how would that work with you? I don't know. I think I could I, I could use it. A, I could, I could need it a little bit because you know no karate outside the dojo. That's a big rule. Okay, my 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 niece is real into karate and she's like ten. She's been doing it for a long time. See, but my, but my brother ruined my karate dreams when I was like ten because I put on the gi. I had like a book that a mail order like karate book, and I would work on like a routine. And I'd go to my brother, who's like three and a half years older than me, right? And I would say, all right, his name's blue. His name's blue, like the color blue, right? No, no, no. You're doing these moves. I'm 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 blocking (laughs) and striking. Block and strike. Okay. So I would get this routine together and I'd be like, all right, blue, I'm ready. And like, and my mom would be there. I'm like, all right. So what you do is come in and like go for an overhand, like strike to the face, and I'm going to block it. And he'd be like, okay. And he would do the, the other side. It just hit me. Right. And I'd cry. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to come at me like this. And he'd say in a real fight, people aren't going to hit you the way you want them to hit you. You got to be ready. And then he like punched me in the stomach and I'd cry again and he'd walk away. So that ruined my karate dreams. Um, But what I've been considering lately is um, jujitsu. And I'll tell you why. I want to confront my, uh, my claustrophobia. And that's all like wrestling and close quarters and you can't move th- something and whatever. And so I want to, I want to confront that because that's, that's my last like big phobia. That's still, that's still out there. That kind of controls me sometimes like with elevators and shit that I can't get into and stuff like that. So I think that's a good way to confront it. And I think you should do it anyway, because you wanted to do Chuck Norris. You wanted to commune. You can work I really on did. I really did. I really did. But anyway, so I love Melinda's mom that she, that that she would just just veg out and watching watch Walker Texas Ranger. I think that's hilarious and super cool, and and I dig it. I really really dig that about her. But um, but like I said when we started, like I, I kind of like to uh, to distill my feelings about your episodes to a word or to a phrase or to whatever. And this one was 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 just sadness because it was like one thing after another that outrage. And pain and stuff came later after this, this core kind of, of sadness, like with the six-year-old girl, you know, having to make a 911 call, you know, and, and having to go through perhaps the trauma of not being believed, which was a, a phrase that you used early, the trauma of not being believed, which is, which is a legit thing, you know, um, and that voicemail, voicemail from a six-year-old girl that was paraphrased, oh man. And that it became evidence and that and that she had to go on the stand and all that. It was just oh and in your heart of hearts, do you feel like her uh testimony was coerced? Well, I know what the I know what happened. So I'm I'm biased, but oh even okay. If I, even if I didn't know what happened, 
given the fact that she had has a head injury, given right. the fact that, I mean, they didn't have any physical evidence. I mean, it. Here's what it is for me. Are you are you a nine hundred two one zero fan? I know. Beverly Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Are you kidding I, me? Are you kidding me? Would you stop judging okay. me? You are you even Gen it. X? Are you even Gen X? You know what? Okay. I'm not even going to go here. So there was Donna, Donna Martin, played by Tori Spelling. All right. Oh and there God. was David, played by Brian Austin Green. Okay. And there was one episode where there was a bad guy, right? Like a serial rapist who was like going after these high school girls. Okay. Yeah. And Donna, when she was dating David, always mm -hmm. called him David, would never nickname it out. Just David, 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 David. Okay. And this was going on for years in the show. David. Yeah. Okay. Then one day, David comes to pick Donna up and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not quite ready. I'm not quite ready. Come back later, Dave. I'll see you later, Dave. Okay. And he's like, oh, all right. We'll see you. And that was her signal to him. Because the bad guy had her at like knife point. Okay. Right. And David picked up on it. And so he comes in there and beats the guy down. All right. So the fact that no one ever called him, she never called him uncle Clarence. It was always big Clarence. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, that would be the giveaway. Yeah. Because, because, you know, in times in stressful times like that, right. Like Derek Jeter, the great New York Yankee would say, he would always get mad when people would call him Captain Clutch. Wow, you really rose to the occasion in that game and got the head. He goes, no one rises to the occasion. Under tense pressure and stress, you fall to your highest level of preparation. Okay? I love that. Right? And so yeah. this little girl is not going to, because there are strangers around, identify him as uncle. She's going to fall back to what she's used to and call him, and call him Big Clarence. In my opinion. Yeah. Right. No, I completely agree. Absolutely. And that was, I mean, Melinda already knew, you know, they'd been together forever since they mm -hmm. were 18. You know, they're, they're in their thirties. They have kids together, you know, your partner. And so she knew that he wasn't good, capable of doing this. And then on top of that, to get some of the details and, and it's going to just kill you when you find out mm. how she was allegedly coerced. Wow. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. So, but I mean, no, go ahead. I mean, it's hard because like April, her sister with Melinda, and she was like, you know, I have to give her credit because she believed her daughter. And in this case, you know, so she wasn't believed. And April remembered that April remembered how her big sister, Melinda wasn't believed. And so she had to believe her daughter. Unfortunately, um, it, it it's it's a tragic thing because yeah. the police you know hung their hat on that and there was no other corroborating evidence to yeah support that. i was surprised by that to be honest i was really really surprised genuinely surprised when you got to that point in the episode and i was looking down at at, at the time code i went well, this is almost over is she gonna two-part this shit and not tell me and you did and you did it's okay Okay. It had the desired effect because it left me wanting more. So bravo. But when I, when you said that, when, is she going to say that he was fucking convicted on the, and he was, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. When the forensics team went to Melinda's place and checked the drains and checked everything, everything for any type of, 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 
of evidence of blood evidence or any DNA evidence that he would have left because you got to be covered with blood doing some shit like that, right? Nothing, nothing, and the 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 the, the, the uncorroborated testimony of a six year old girl with fucking head trauma, right? That had just been I don't even want to talk about it. What what had happened to this kid? And so, and she had to like, and I laughed a little bit when they said, uh, when, when little Clarence was like, it's a bunch of shit going on next door and next door is two acres away. Right? I can I almost mean, touch it. Is, you're like such, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's not your worst nightmare. There are other nightmares that, but it's pretty high up there, right? Where you are awoken by a SWAT team and uncle Clarence, you know, your niece says this. And you're like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And you're thinking, okay, this is a big mistake. It's going to be rectified. Every and then people start coming out of the woodwork saying, oh yeah, he didn't like his mother-in-law. And he's like, what? What, you, what the fuck are you talking? Right? I know that. And 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 keeping with the sadness kind of tack that I that I started on. What a way to find out that you lost your mother. I know. Where you have to wait a minute. They just said my husband is 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 a suspect in the murder of his mother-in-law. That means my mom, like she had to sit there and figure it out. And, and she said she went into a standing fetal position and screamed that. Ugh. Right. And then on top of that, she makes that phone call and her family thinks that, you know, you can just hear the way that that phone call went down. Like she's not even a, given the, a moment to grieve that it's like, wait a second. They think I did this, you know, instantly right. she's on the defensive because, they well, think she, that you're involved. Yeah, they think she's yeah, involved. Yeah, I mean, it's so like, it's it's kind of unbelievable. It's it's yeah. tragedy stacked upon tragedy stacked on like a really hard scrabble life for Melinda that started Absolutely. in the most inauspicious. Like she was sold to a, a, a couple, thankfully a loving couple. Um. Uh. But then her dad's gone by the time she's six, right? And then kind of a bunch of a bunch of stepdads come through, and some of them no bueno. Okay. Uh and then uh and then she still finds it within her to be able to trust a man and to get married and to start her own family and and great and good for her. And then this shit happens. So it's uh it's it's I hope there's an ending that makes me go fuck yeah i really there do is. okay there is. <laughs> all right good i have to tell you because that's the that is why the, it's a redemptive story okay that, because otherwise it would just be too just yeah because so far i mean i just want i kept looking through my database for loser game show sound wah, 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 wah. i mean wah. it just is like <laughs> It, it's it's just it, part two. Just wait. Yeah, good. I can't wait. I can't wait for part two. Um, so bravo to you for the uh, the access that you had for this. That was great. Was that difficult to line up the the, the interviews that you got? Or well, I basically just talked to Melinda. Melinda? And it yeah. was great because you know she, <clears throat> her and I just. I mean, we talked for like two and a half hours, and uh, it, it was incredibly difficult, you know, to hear. And that's why I included that part up front that I wanted, as people were listening, I wanted them to know that she wanted to tell this story and that, you know, you know, so often in true crime, it's, it's like, you know, they're telling this 
you know, it's like ripping a scab off where they could, you know, every time they tell the story, it's like another piece of their soul is is chipped away because it's really painful to talk about. It's well, really it seems painful. like she's empowered by it because she's a speaker. <laughs> she identifies herself as like a motivational speaker, I think she said, or or on the speaking tour about this. Yeah, but I mean, it's still like, it's still so raw yeah. because so much has happened. And she, I mean, there was multiple times when she started crying and it was like, yeah. you know, as, as an interviewer, I mean, it, you want to make sure that they feel safe. And, and so I was checking in with her throughout and, um, you know, that's when she said, this is cathartic for me because, yeah. you know, it goes into that <clears throat> zone of, of voyeurism in almost in terms of like, tell me the worst day, you know, tell me all about your, you know, horrible life, you know, and that's not what this is about, but you have to know what her life was to truly appreciate what she was able to accomplish. And I think that that's what makes it like, you know, a courageous story. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I can't wait to see how it ends. Uh, and, um, empowerment of women, man, I'll tell you that's, uh, the, the 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 strength of any modern society you know uh can be judged by how much empowerment the the women in their society are granted you know and i think that absolutely yeah yeah 100 and and melinda's a, a great a great example of that uh, she is just determined and just shakes off just shakes off all of the shit and, <laughs> and that's the what i left you with i mean i'm surprised like I'm sure you were like so curious about the DNA collection with like, wait until you hear this. Oh yeah, my. I was, I'm telling you, the, the, the shock ending for me was that they convicted this poor guy. I know. That, that again, brings into question our, our entire justice system and, and what happens. So, um, well, and then think about the people who've been in for 30, 40 years. I know and, that are, I mean, it's and, almost weekly now that there are these exonerations. It's tough. It's really, really tough. Well, listen, <clears throat> looking forward to next week. Um, well done. This was a tough one Thank to listen you. to, but but I trust you that it's yeah. ultimately redemptive. So I'm looking forward to that. You can absolutely take that to the bank. All right, great. Um, and I have a uh, question for you. Yes. Wait a second. Got a question for you before. I'm. I'm. Did you watch the X Files? Yeah, I was an X Files guy when you were. Okay. All right. You know, in my twenties. Say that again. Like 90210. Like I wouldn't have uh, pegged you as like a Beverly Hills 90210. No, guy. I, I, I honestly, uh, like, just it was on uh, so much in the house because I was dating a girl uh, who oh loved. Oh my god! In your who loved the show. Oh my gosh. No, he loved the show. She she loved I, the show. I get it. You also were gonna believe in fairies after that one, like that. Uh, yeah, the things that I've done for the women know. in my life. The things that I've done. Yeah. I'm not proud of it. From saying fairies in the garden might be real to no two one oh is a great no, fucking you show. You just tried to shame me because I wasn't into Dino two one oh. Yes, and you are deserving of the shame for your lack of Chuck Norris knowledge. That's just a fact. You it's know just what? a I, fact. Um, that's your fact, but I'm just saying like, you were so like going off on me about 90210. And as we find out, there's a little bit more to that story. Cause I'm like, there's no way he's a 90210 guy. There's no way. Chuck Norris. I believe that. <laughs> it was, it's weird living in LA. Funny things about, about like living here, you know, it's, 
like one of the actors from Nana Tuno used to go to like the 7-Eleven where I used to go and play pinball all the time. And so I would just, I would see it, you know I mean? It was just like, oh, you're just like a normal, normal jack off on the street coming in for cigarettes. You're not like <laughs> teen idol, whatever, you know, just a normal person. So, so that really, um, it, it, it makes it, it really normalizes a lot of stuff, you know, seeing celebrities like in their car to stop play picking their nose. Right. It, it, it just really makes, equalizes everything so that's one of the good things about living here but um but yeah so not a fan of 90210 but very familiar with with the show um massive fan of chuck norris and i'll make it my mission that you also respect the genius of the man and his place in uh the zeitgeist of american pop culture forever um and uh we'll work on that we'll work on it put together your set list and i'll put together one of mine Oh, I will. I will. And I want I, I, maybe some book reports or some kind of movie reviews or something. Yeah. I, think that, that. I think that they have a documentary on Lilith Fair that you should see. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. I'll get right on that. Okay. So uh, that wraps up another bonus episode of The Murder Chronicles. Thank you all for joining us. Um, Please consider supporting the great companies that support our show. They make it possible for us to do what we do. Um, Carolyn, another wonderful episode. Um, looking forward to next week. you have anything to add? No, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your support. And um, thank you. And congrats again on Pie in the Sky Media launching your, uh, your own thing, hanging your own shingle. Um, and uh, look out for more from Pie in the Sky Media in the future. You're going to do great. You're going to do great things. All right. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we hope you uh, catch up with us next week. Take care. The Murder Chronicles is a pie in the sky production recorded live in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We are produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. For Pie in the Sky Media, I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. Thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.